Good. All right, Coach. All right. It's time to launch this podcast. All righty. Healing community, healing business. That's it. So my name is Sherry Wilson. I'm the owner of Genius Communication here in Clovis, New Mexico. And you are? My name is Greg McNeil. I am the owner of Coach's Corner and Western Alliance for Integrated Health. So I think that probably we could start with why we're doing this podcast, but I think the idea of the podcast is going to be very important to emphasize is this is where truth meets BS. Oh, yes. I love that word. Because me and you, being who we are, we don't like BS. No. <laughs> no. And, and, and the idea of BS really to me is where you're given the tools, you're given the wisdom that you need to change your life. You know, everybody wants to change. Everybody wants to change habits. Mm-hmm and things in their lives. And often I find that when they're given that information or given the tools that they need, there's always some BS that likes to come up. Oh, yes. I would say that you're probably the Gandalf of BS and I'm the (laughs) Yoda of BS. (laughs) Oh, I love it, I love it. But maybe go into, you know, we already have the mastermind that we do Mm -hmm. here locally and we work together in that aspect we do the you know training in different uh, organizations here Um, but the idea behind this podcast I really like and so tell maybe a little bit of what your heart is as far as doing this podcast and then what we're going to be talking about today. Thank you so one of the things that really attracted me to the idea of doing the podcast with you was during a short time that I've been here in Clovis um, and working with some of the, you know, businessmen and women, the leaders in the community, you you listen and you learn things. And one of the things that would continue to come up was how can we grow Clovis? How can we elevate our community? And as I listen to those different conversations, I'm also listening for the types of things that suggest challenges to that growth yeah um repeated episodes of behaviors or thinking that leave the community i would say stagnant i guess that would be the word and maybe not entirely stagnant but the growth is not where we would like it to be yeah and having a covid experience certainly highlighted the need for the community to grow but more importantly than that to change its collective thinking about how we're going to do business, how we're going to interact with each other, how we're going to support each other so that the community can grow through its own individual talent instead of relying on individuals coming outside of Clovis and building up our community doing the things that we have plenty of resources and great talent to do and instead we've got businesses and and things that are not uh, native to here that are you know sometimes stealing those resources and the prosperity yes as as a matter of fact um in my latest um enterprise that was one of the things that i talked to some of the community members about my competition is not what's happening here locally, mm-hmm. but I'm, communi- um, I'm competing, excuse me, with Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. And Fortune 500 companies come into Clovis and they start taking your talent outside of your community, and now it's being directed someplace else. Yeah. Which makes it very difficult then 
for our own talent to be used in service of this community itself. But this podcast isn't just for Clovis, although that is where we're at. I mean, the principles and the things that we're going to teach uh, and discuss can go anywhere to any community. And not only that, but also be applied not just in your business, but in your personal life and your personal relationships. And that's what I like about the work that we do. It can always go deeper, you know, past the surface of business. But that is who we are as business owners. And that's where our main focus is. But I wanted to give that little, I don't think it's necessarily a disclaimer, but if you're listening to this, it can apply anywhere. In fact, at the board meeting last week I don't know if you heard you know uh, one of the employees of the chamber say you know it, it what we do doesn't help just you know business it goes into all aspects of life and that's what I like about the energy that we bring absolutely I think if you if you look at the human body for instance if we use the human body as an example in order for it to function optimally it must be integrated. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with business. Yeah. That's the same thing with successful families, love relationships, parent-child relationships. And since we focus our energy on principles, we know that principles apply um, to every aspect of life. Yeah. And they are true no matter where you are in the world. So as far as that goes, absolutely, you could be in... Canada, mm-hmm. um, New York, California, or any place. If you're listening to this podcast, there will be elements of it that will absolutely apply to you wherever yeah. you are and whatever you're doing. So we want to dive into uh, paradigms, which Ooh. paradigms, like to me, you know, when you think about it, they can help or hinder you. We'll get into that in more detail, but I like to think of paradigms, they, they can be those structures in the thought processes that are good, but they can also be those structures where you, you know how you get up in the middle of the night and you can't see because you're tired and it's dark and you stub your toe into the frame? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That is to me a paradigm that does not benefit, that all of a sudden you, oh, whoa, there's a wall there. I, I missed the, the opening, the opportunity, because you, you stub your life, if you want to say, into that paradigm. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're confronted with it and you're faced with choices to either go around, go through, whatever you need to do. So, Coach, start us off on paradigm. Okay, so a paradigm, strictly speaking, is a set of beliefs. It's a way of doing things. It's a system of thinking, a system of behaving. Um, Typically, we associate traditions, habits, culture um, with paradigms. Our perception of the world would be a paradigm. And like you said, we can use those to absolutely direct our lives in a positive way, or they can have self-limiting effects as well. Um, So they definitely build us up, and they can also limit our lives in terms of joy and our families and our communities. I think that, I don't know if the word frustrating is a good word, but, you know, everybody lives from a set of paradigms. And what I have found in my own life Mm -hmm. and in the lives of others, 
you know, again, you've got the good paradigms, mm -hmm. and we'll uh, probably get into how you know if it's good or bad. Yep. But you also have where I think there are areas of your life where you can have good paradigms and then areas of your life where you have bad paradigms. Absolutely. And I would say, like, for, uh, like, relationship-wise with me and Mike, my husband, uh, we have really strong, good paradigms, mm -hmm. right? So it's conducive to being best friends and making a relationship priority and having fun and adventure. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I had a paradigm financially mm -hmm. that almost ruined me. Mm -hmm. And that paradigm got started from my first memory of money being everything repossessed. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a good memory of money. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wasn't trained in tools and things I needed. Mm -hmm. What was funny is when everything was repossessed, I was 13 years old, and all of a sudden that that paradigm that was started there, it was quietly built until one day I stubbed my toe and I was facing bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And I had to examine the paradigms. Yep. Well, I see people that they're constantly being confronted with the restrictions and the limitations and the, um, you know, really the hostility. Mm with other people because of paradigms that they're living from yep. and they're blind absolutely blind to the damage absolutely. it's you know that it's causing absolutely so if i were to just use an example of the the fitness industry one of the the biggest and which you're in so people need to know that that's correct Russian kettlebell strong that, first trainer yeah that's right that's right but over the years one of the things that I've been on a personal mission to change is the way we approach um, health, um, gyms, weight loss, because that's yeah. a huge paradigm. And you get the phone call from someone and you ask them what they want to do and you find out that the person wants to lose weight. Well, always, huh? <laughs> yes, I don't know that I've ever met somebody, particularly a female, that didn't want to lose weight, right? Right. I can say that that definitely has uh, been something I work, you know, on, well, maintenance. But for me, I wanted to get stronger. Right. But I right. have to be honest to say, but tone, more muscle mass versus, mm -hmm. you know, fat percentage, that mm -hmm. was definitely, a, mm -hmm. I, I would say, a secondary goal with me. Yeah. And I think that being at your best weight being healthy that's important mm -hmm. wanting to look good is important yeah. and i think we all get that but the paradigm has a, such an approach that people go to a gym and the first thing they want to do is i want to get into this class because i want to lose weight but what they don't understand is how paradigms actually work yeah so they don't really know the types of things that they're doing in their lives mm -hmm. that's making it difficult for them to achieve the goal that they want. So they have this paradigm that they're trying to um, adhere to, but they have another paradigm that's actually restricting their ability to be able to succeed. Mm -hmm. And so when that happens, then we have people who do what we hear quite a bit. They quit again and again and again. So my goal was let me teach you another way to think about health and wellness and then you will find that your weight loss goals become easier to achieve because they're framed the right way they're yeah. framed on your authentic needs what you're willing to do the change 
the BS that we talk about that you have to get through. And once a person can really identify what their true goal is, what they're willing to change, now they're able to create for themselves another paradigm built off of an old one that not only works for them individually, but it works for their family, and of course, all those who they have opportunity to relate and serve. And it is important to consider those around you, but coach, the reason I'm smiling is you know, I used to do you know, personal training. <laughs> Here's a paradigm that always happens. There's two paradigms, not to get off on that in, in detail, but I think it highlights what we do when a new paradigm that is beneficial is confronting an old paradigm that people don't want to let go of. Everything's a choice. Mm-hmm. People feel like they are uh, sub- subservient to life in external circumstances. Oh, yes. I always tell people that, you know, the happiness happiness recipe mm-hmm. uh happiness is 10 percent of your uh, is your environment 40 percent genetic 50 percent is is you choosing to focus in on the things that are actually more important mm-hmm. but people spend 90 percent focusing on the 10 percent when they need to spend it on the mindset right? right so when i was doing personal training you know there are two things that would occur uh the first one would be they would get close to a goal you know they worked mm-hmm. hard they get close to a goal because one of the things I would teach them is, you know, 80%, if, if you're, if you want to lose weight, 80% is food. It doesn't yeah. matter. You can lose weight not and not train a day in your life. That's right. Uh, but they always, coach, they'd get to this goal, and then all of a sudden it's like they would just stumble and fall on their face, yep. and they're actually gaining. Yep. And then here's the second paradigm that would happen, and I know you've experienced this. <laughs> it's your fault as a coach. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It's people... <laughs> They, I, I remember they would come in, they're like, all of a sudden I've gained 10 pounds. And I thought this, you know, training, this class was supposed to help me. And I'm like, what are you eating? Mm-hmm. That ain't me. <laughs> yes. You, you can't eat, you know, a, a box of cookies and a bag of chips and a pint of ice cream every day and come in here and think that I'm going to help you work that off. Yeah. I, I, I told an individual this weekend, weight loss ain't hard. No. Weight loss is not hard. You consume less than you burn. That's all it is. It is. But the mindset, the paradigms around it, and how the subconscious will sabotage you. Oh, uh, yes. But those are the two paradigms I confront. It's your fault, Coach, that I'm not losing weight, even though I'm eating all this stuff I shouldn't be eating. Mm-hmm. And and then it's the self-sabotage. And that's what got me curious about mindset mm-hmm. and paradigms and thinking was during that time. Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, um, so as a rule, I typically don't like to talk about calories when I'm Which, by clients. the way, that's BS if you blame your coach for not losing weight. <laughs> <laughs> but you, yes. have to, you have to love Sherry, you know, like we were made to work with each other. That much is true, right? So, but again, as I was saying, I tend not to like to mention weight loss mm-hmm. because I don't want that to, to be, be the, the pri- paradigm. That's right. I don't yeah. want that to be the primary goal because especially if you're talking about a client that's over the age of 30, they have probably had a history of diet. Yes. So my goal is to give them an opportunity to think differently about what they want, to yeah. really zero in on it. But for the client that's actually persistent in wanting to know how many calories they burned, then I'd say, well, you can research the Wisconsin studies on kettlebell training and find out that you'll burn 20.2 calories per minute of exercise. Yeah. Boy, that sounds like a huge number. So I had a client the other day, I said, I said, so calculate that for 30 minutes or an hour to see how many calories you burn. Yeah. But when you do that, 
Now you have to ask yourself the question, how much are you willing to change? Mm -hmm. Because I can tell you that you could you could burn upwards to a thousand calories and then we get into other components of our training like excess post oxygen yeah. consumption which burns calories for an additional two to three days after a training session i could deliver all that information just like i could tell people about all the principles that can help them to change their lives but ultimately it comes down to the individual what they want and what they're willing to do and if they're not willing to change that particular paradigm or mindset, right, that's mm -hmm. influencing their behavior and their outcomes, then it doesn't matter if they're really facing a golden opportunity. Now, Coach, I'd like to get into then, uh, how do you know if a paradigm is serving you or hindering you uh, we've probably touched on it a little bit but I think it's important to give like outward cues for people because again a lot of people are they're blind to the paradigm and then they are wondering why their life isn't the way it they want it to be so how do you know if you've got a paradigm that's serving you or uh, hurting you so one of the first things that comes to my mind is how do you feel hmm. okay you know now there are some people that may say well I'm not much into the feelings well I mean well, what are you thinking about? Mm -hmm. Do you have stress in your thinking? Do you have stress in your body? Are you angry? Are you upset? Are you sad? Frustration is yes, a big one. Yes, absolutely. So when you notice that you have a response to a given circumstance and you don't feel good, mm -hmm. um, you didn't like what you heard, so now you're upset or you're frustrated, or you notice that you have been thinking a particular way and no matter how you keep working at whatever your goal is, your thinking on that subject is not producing the outcome. So you don't like the way you feel. And that's one of the biggest things. If you don't like the way you feel, if you don't like the results of your thinking, if you feel constricted somehow, your environment is not reflecting back to you the joy or the success that you seek. Mm -hmm then you know that whatever you're doing, your relationships with other people, all those types of things which make up your paradigm, those are the ways that you can really say, something is not right here, I need to change. And here is where truth is gonna hit BS right between the eyes. Absolutely. Here's the thought that I have. When you see that you're constricted, when you have those outward cues mm -hmm. of relationship suffering, mm -hmm. uh, your business maybe mm -hmm. is not where you want it to be, or internal frustration, etc. Uh, here is where we're just going to eliminate excuses right now. Yep. Because the first response you do not want to have is blaming those circumstances and everybody around you. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That is irritating to me. So that's why I'm saying, here's where truth meets BS. <laughs> if you look at your life and you don't like it, the first thing you need to look at is yourself. Absolutely. Now, you may have some idiot for a husband or a wife. You may have kids that are not behaving themselves. And you may have employees that are just lackluster and probably need to be fired. Mm -hmm. But one thing you said in the mastermind that we conduct is you said you teach people how to treat you. You do. And 
your the sum total of your past choices and your past choices are the sum total of your thoughts right that's right it always starts with you it always does and so i just want to throw that out there because i despise excuses so one of the things that i think that should be real clear to any adult really Mm -hmm. if you're thinking accurately there is no such time when we are not responsible for the thoughts we think. Now, Coach, let me interrupt you, though, because some people are going to say, well, I was abused as a child. Right. You know, I wasn't given the skills and the tools that I need to succeed in life. So where does the BS stop there? Okay, here we go. Because I can hear people. Oh, yes, you can. But here's how this works. If there is something that you lack in your life that you need and you say that you really want that, then the people show up to support you in wherever you are. You don't have money, somebody shows up with an opportunity to help you to get some money. You don't have the skills, somebody actually shows up to show you, to teach you what you need to do so that you'll have the skills to be successful. So that's one thing about life that is a truth. If there's something that you lack, which is why we're populated on the planet, right? Because no one individual has all the skills on the planet. So this is why we have to come together, right? In community. Exactly. So when somebody says, you know what, I had this background or I had these sets of circumstances, it's like, okay, that's fine. I understand that. You've been hurt. You you missed out on some opportunities. I get it. Mm -hmm. So tell me what you want to do right now. Yeah. Because when you make that decision, this one we can make the change Mm -hmm. now the person who is not willing to make that decision and they want to stay in the place of the past or constriction then that too has to be declared by the individual because once they decide that they don't want to take a step forward then they realize that their past is not the reason they're stuck right they're still stuck because they don't want to change yes and that is so important because you know, you can see just in life, people that come from similar backgrounds of maybe abuse and difficulty, poverty, extreme poverty, et cetera, mm-hmm. racism. Mm-hmm. And you have one that will thrive mm-hmm. and overcome all obstacles. That's right. And you'll have another that, you know, like one of the things we talked about in our mastermind is you have Robin Williams who had everything, yep. all all his goals, and he still committed suicide. It's the, the danger is you have to deal with past paradigms. You do. Because if you don't deal with them, you may find yourself in a situation where you feel overwhelmed. Absolutely. I mean, we are constantly given an opportunity to evaluate our thinking Mm -hmm. and our behavior. Yeah. So, excuse me. So one of the things that I like to talk to clients about is, I'd like to put it in a mathematical formula. You know, thinking, plus feeling equals behavior, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. what you think and how you feel is gonna result in some type of behavior. If you want a different outcome, you have to think differently. Once you allow yourself to think differently, then you can test the results of your thinking because you know how you feel. You feel relieved, you feel confident, you feel successful, you feel like a winner. Conversely, if your thoughts do not lead you down that road, then you have the exact opposite. You feel limited, afraid, frustrated. But again, we are talking about an individual that at every opportunity, you can change 
what your experience is if you're willing to change how you think. And I think you have to be willing to be honest and say if you don't want the change. That's you know, true. because if you say, I don't want to change, now you're taking it off of the people you've been blaming your whole life. Exactly. Now you can only put it on yourself. Exactly. And we need to be honest about that. Exactly. Because you're not a victim. No. You're a victim by choice and yes. you give your power away. And I think that's important for people because, again, why do some succeed extravagantly, others don't from similar backgrounds or even worse? And it all comes down to they choose not to be a victim. Exactly. And this is what we're talking about here when we say we want to get beyond what we call the BS, mm -hmm. those sticking points. You have to decide first and foremost, what do you want to do? And you do that based on an accurate assumption of who you are, how you think about things, what is your life reflecting back to you. And when you're doing that, now you have all the tools that you need to have what you want. And you start meeting people, you start having different circumstances, and the next thing you know, your life has changed. Yeah, and of course, you know, Coach, me as Yoda, you as Gandalf, we have brews and uh, different, you know, techniques and skills that we teach people in our coaching, our mastermind, which anybody, if they want to advance in business or even their personal lives, they can reach out to us. Um, and that will be, you know, in our podcast uh, show notes. But mm -hmm. I want to end, because that's our R2-D2, right, Coach? So we oh, gotta, wonderful. We got to end this episode. But I want to end with a couple questions. So we talked about how paradigms can affect community, limiting you talked about the um, you're in your own boat type mentality that yes. you saw with COVID and how you can actually restrict yourself, isolate yourself, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but you had a series of questions that I, I thought were important that people need to ask themselves, and there's one I'd like you to answer. Okay, so the first question that Coach had written down that you can ask yourself is how do the current paradigms affect your community? Whether that community is maybe your, you and your family and friends or a community itself as in a village, a city. Right. The other question is, does the paradigm, and we'll just put it in Clovis, but okay. people can ask this for their city. Does the paradigm of Clovis lift its members and citizens? That's a good one to ask. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a paradigm that's not lifting citizens, then that's restricting. That's something that needs to be addressed, right? Absolutely, it does. And then the other question you had written down is, what can we do to assist the change needed to elevate our community? And that's an important question to ask yourself as an individual, as a community, what can you do to lift others and to shift paradigms? But I want to end with, Coach, because we've got a few minutes, what is the current paradigm of Clovis that you see? Because you're fairly new. I've been here since 89. Ooh. You're fairly new to Clovis. What are what's a paradigm or a couple that you would like to transform here in our community? So one of the first things that struck me was <clears throat> I call it lifeboat ethics mm -hmm. in business. Okay. Every business for themselves. And one of the things that I realized, especially during the um, the height of the COVID, COVID pandemic here in in Clovis, was all of your industry is primarily shut down except those that were deemed essential at that point when i looked around and it's like okay at some point we're going to start to open up our community but when we do we have to recognize that 
all businesses need to thrive in this community, not just a few. So we, we want to uplift every enterprise in the community because there's really enough resources for all of us to go around instead of one group here is thriving, but the business next door is not, yeah. right? And when our businesses collectively in the community are not thriving, we're not lifting one another up in what we call friendly competition, if that's such a phrase, but we understand that you don't have to fear loss in a community where everybody has the opportunity to participate. Yes. And when we get beyond the idea of fearing loss, now all of a sudden, all the businesses can thrive because there's enough money for everyone. And we're all elevated. Our children experience it. They grow up with hope in the community. You know, other people who have businesses or they're thinking about launching an enterprise here in the community, they do so because they feel there's a place for them, right? People are gonna patron their business. They're gonna be supported by other businesses in the community. And I think that's something that really needs to happen instead of only a few people thriving. Yeah. That's how we get what we call the proverbial ghost town. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I used to fear competition, and then I realized that, you know, businesses are actually very tribal. Mm-hmm. That I have my group of people I will attract. Mm-hmm. And I can dominate in excellence mm-hmm. and how I serve my clients. And I don't have to fear the other person that may be my competition because they're going to attract their tribe. Exactly. And we can actually work together. Before we end, Coach, I wanted you to, you know, end us with a final thought. But to me, to sum it up, what I hear you saying is paradigms lift yourself. They lift those around you. They lift your community. And I remember my dad told me a story of a dealership years ago. It might have been in Texas where it did business unusually. It was a car dealership because instead of each salesperson competing against one another, they actually helped each other to such a degree. Mm -hmm. Everybody made more money. Yes. And that was the dominant dealership in that community. Absolutely. And the clients felt that they were being served versus skewered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's true. I mean, that's absolutely true. I mean, think about that. If we take the approach of uplifting every business in the community, then we all succeed. And when we're doing that, that becomes a great model because now all of a sudden we don't have to worry about is a big box company going to leave Clovis and what do we do with this with the square footage of office space that we have or stores that are no longer open in this community. We don't have to think about that when we have local businesses coming together and supporting each other, mm -hmm. regardless of what the business is, yeah. right? Now, just like with this car dealership model, everybody is helping each other. And before you know it, we're all doing better. Our community is doing better. The individual is doing better. The families are doing better. And now we become a light, we become an example, we become a model, we become another paradigm for other people to follow, to emulate.